What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. Welcome, 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 everybody. So, welcome to this week's Rideshare Rodeo. I hope you heard the bonus episode on Friday. And uh, we have one last bonus episode coming up this coming Friday. And then the Friday after October 1st, Jason Thierry and I will be joining the crew over at TNC Radio Live to uh, do a call-in show. And uh, that is from 4 to 6 Pacific, uh, 5 to 7 Mountain, 6 to 8 Central, and 7 to 9 Eastern. Those times had changed, so if you had written down the later times, those are the new times. It starts a week from this Friday on tncradio.live. But this week... I have who will be my co-host in the rideshare sector of that program, and then we'll be on with the two guys from TNC, but the two of us in rideshare who are going to be doing this is uh, Jason Tyrion and myself. So Jason is on the show tonight, and uh, if you don't don't, uh, currently listen to Jason's podcast, make sure you do. It comes out every other Wednesday on... um, on you could watch it live and then it comes out the following monday on podcast version so if you want to watch it live which is what i try and do you catch it every other wednesday night at uh for me i think it's 7 p.m mountain so it's got to be 9 eastern 6 pacific um 8 central do the math uh <laughs> but to catch it live is pretty cool um you can watch him on all the platforms and uh i'll make sure he plugs it on this show other than that, we're going to talk about Jason works um, in the summers doing a job for six months. And then he works the winters, the other six months, doing gig work. And uh, we're going to talk about his soon-to-be upcoming uh, re-entry into the, gig pro- into the gig world. And we're also going to talk about some odd news out there and some weird things going on with earnings reports and things of that nature where... I'm going to have to do a little more dissecting, but what what we are seeing is just strange stuff. I mean, um, I don't know, just really strange, odd stuff. But the interview or the piece runs a little bit long um, or just longer than normal, um, but we cover a lot. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Jason and then I'll come back on the other side. So this week, I'm uh, happy to have Jason Thierry back again. Um, always fun to have him on the program. Jason, how are you doing? Thanks for coming I am on. 
You're welcome, Steve. Thank you for coming on my show last week. I really appreciate it. I'm having a great day. How about you? Good. I'm having a good day, too. I got to watch what maybe I said on that last podcast. Cops come looking for me or something. Oh, dude. That's, that's so funny you bring that up because we have a, a, a woman from New Zealand, the country, uh, that listens. And I got off the rails on that podcast when I edited back like, I'm talking about phallic <laughs> things in people's mouths. And I'm I like, know. I had to apologize to her. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I got off the rails, Steve. Steve, I and Jesper did it. It's mostly my fault, but I'm just letting you know, be, be, you're war- be warned before you listen. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I felt like it was it was all three of us. Like something happened. I think it all started when I said, wait, that was an F-bomb. And yeah. you used to get on me about those F-bombs. Yeah, and, and I was like, dropped- uh, <laughs> I was driving ex- like crazy. You're like, we're explicit now. So then I think it just was all down or not downhill. The conversation was still good, but the like our well, language needed to be cleaned up. Well, when you get with three <laughs> guys together and the energy's good, you know, it's bound yeah. to happen. Sure. Um, so uh first before we get into anything, I wanted to ask you. So you're I know that you spend half of the year doing um you know, your lawn stuff, your fertilization, and that's, that's always been your gig. And then you spend the winter months doing gig work. Yeah. So you got to be coming up on the end of that thing. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, we're, we're probably done in about five to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's coming up. Uh, I actually absolutely love being able to have, get to switch jobs every year. Yeah. Like how how incredible is that? I've been doing it for 20 years. Obviously, I haven't been doing gig work for 20 years because it hasn't been around. I used I deliver right. pizzas, I've done all kinds of stuff, but it's amazing. Like from March to October, I'm doing something. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting sick of this. And now I get to do something else. Um, I never I never went on unemployment. I mean, I do file and I do claim it, but then I always make too much, and so I never get paid just in case I get hurt. You never know. I might break my leg or something, and at least I have you know, the claim going, but I'm always honest about unemployment, but you mean for the six months of the year? Yeah. Cause the other six months. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. From basically November, I file for unemployment and right. then I stop in March, but I never collect a check cause I'm always making my money. I mean, right. I, I can't sit around, you know me, I can't. Well, nobody's, still. nobody's going to be getting it anymore. I mean, except well, you, for the base. Right. Well, even that you're done. No, that that won't happen. You'll get. So I know. Well, I talked to some gig workers, at least gig workers. Okay, gig work, gig platform workers. I talked to some who who had still been doing the UI. One of them specifically um, is here in Denver and is taking care of two parents who are both very ill and were in nurse different nursing homes and Mm -hmm. moved them both into his house. So he's got this, he's got the most legit excuse I know right. to be doing it. And uh, he had like a certain amount of weeks of UI left, but he was getting the PUA for gig. And they said that as soon as PUA ends, so do all your other weeks. You, 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 you lose them. So it, it basically said, even if it shows that you have seven weeks left, you don't. As of this wow. date, you're done. That's interesting. I wonder if that's state by state. I don't know. But I mean, like the but the amount the amount was pretty low for everybody anyway. I mean, yeah, it's like three fifty a week, so it's like see that's way out here in Colorado. It was like one eighty 
is because they took the lowest, the lowest that they'll pay somebody. And they didn't even care about your earnings if you were just a gig worker. Really? Because they weren't supposed to be giving you anything. So they viewed it like, well, I'm just we're going to pay you the least amount we pay. Oh, so that. okay, I see. Plus the PUA. Okay, so the max earnings in Grand Rapids or uh, Michigan, uh, if you make the max, which isn't a ton, is yeah, three fifty. So, oh, so the max here in Colorado for UI is like seven hundred oh. or seven fifty, but the minimum, the bare minimum, is one eighty, and that's what they gave the gig workers. <laughs> that's like that's not plus even the, plus the three hundred, right? Exactly. So, I mean, if you're not making five hundred bucks a week. You could have got it, but I mean, it's like you were saying, you know, like anything to offset it and it offset quickly. Yeah. It's like it was gone before you knew it. Like if you even yeah. put in, you worked almost, you lost the whole thing. Like if you made a hundred dollars, you lost 200. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how that there's certain stats with us, but I never, I mean, I'm like, whatever. I don't do the game to try to make as, you know, before make a certain amount before they take it away. I just earn, earn, earn. And, and then that's it. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat the system. I just want it there. If I get hurt. I mean, I, I paid for it. I, you know, we pay for it in our taxes. So, so what, um, any ideas on what gig platforms you'll start with knowing what, you know, if things, if things were, if it was, if it wasn't waiting till end of October, if it was tomorrow, Oh man, it's slow right now in our market too. Like that, right? That's why but what? But where would you go? What would you start with? I think I would probably start with uh, Amazon Flex. Yeah, uh, Amazon Flex because they send me an email every day looking looking for me to get out, and they've never sent emails before. And you've done never. that, and you've done that platform before. You know it works. Yep, pays yep. decent. Yep, the, it beats up your car a lot, and there can be a lot of miles on it, but um, mm-hmm. it's. It's, I don't want to say it's easy, but I mean, basically you pick up your packages and deliver them. I mean, it's just more car wear and tear than anything. It's not a lot of strategy. You know, once you get the route, you don't have to like, you know, multi-app and stuff. It's just, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a nice break, right? You pick up that route and then for the next three hours, you're just delivering packages. You're not, pings aren't going off. You're not multi-apping that kind of thing. So it's kind of a nice break. Yeah. Um, so yeah, flex, but there's no none of the mainstream platforms that you think you might I would do gate. food. I would do yeah. food. I, I'm not going back to rides until unless there's bonuses. I just I just can't do it. And I know we talked on our show, or um Jesper and I and you talked about how you guys love the passengers and would rather not do delivery, but for me, I mean if the money's not there for passengers, why mess with it? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still waiting too. I mean, like right now, luckily enough, I'm in this big curry project, so I don't have time for that on top of everything else I do. So I'm kind of it's nice because I'm kind of waiting. Like, when is it going to come back? You know, I mean, it does have to, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about because I <laughs> hear in some news because I I was I'm shocked by some of this, but um, before we do, I want I am I am gonna I, I do want to share this story about curry. Um, I happened to go see some friends in Durango. Which, if you've never been to Colorado, Denver to Durango is a seven-hour drive. It's beautiful, but it's a seven-hour drive. It's long. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> I mean, but you go through like hot springs and by Wolf Mountain. I mean, it's really awesome. Went and saw some really good friends of mine. Got uh, two people. Well, 
three will be, but two people to sign up for Curry with pickup trucks. And uh, then the next, the morning that my girlfriend and I left, uh, we had a, we saw an order come through for Curry and we were heading back to Denver and it was to Gunnison, which the way we were going was only going to be about 20 miles each way off track of exactly the path we were taking. And we thought it said Durango to Gunnison. And we're like, well, it's going to be 40 extra miles, but let's do it. Cause it was a good price. Um, yeah. It was, it was like 180 bucks. Damn. Um, for 90 pounds, hmm. whatever it was, was 90 pounds. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so, uh, so she, she picked it up on her app. And she, uh, it instantly, it got it to her. And then she realized, oh, wait, this says Montrose, not Durango. And that made the, it made it a much shorter drive. If you're in Montrose to, to Gunnison, making it even more worthwhile. However, we weren't in Montrose. So I'm like, well, that's way up North. And we get, that's like two hours North and then a whole different way to go there. And, and so I'm like, you have to cancel it. And so she went in the app and she's like, I've never you know, even use this. We were, we're just kind of getting going. I said, well, I mean, it should be really easy to figure out. I'll just say, I can't do this. So she got in there and it was really simple. It was like, I can't do this ride. And, uh, they said, okay, are you sure? Yes. And within a half a minute, she gets a call and they're like, are you sure you can't do the ride? Because if there's any way you could, we'll, we could, uh, we'll throw a little bonus on it. We don't have a driver in the area right now. And this one really needs to go out. And the service was really awesome. It was a person. Hmm. It wasn't a robo call. There was no holding and it was like literally 30 seconds upon releasing that load. Hmm. I don't know. I just found that really interesting. Here we are in Southwestern Colorado where sometimes you even lose cell range between towns. And like, here we are with like one cell bar, she's canceling it. And then this lady's calling and saying, Hey, you know, I don't know. I I was pretty impressed. It was, it's all, you know, that's why I told her to take it. Cause I wanted to see that the process play out that way. So now I could, I, I'm able to report on that. I thought it was really cool, but, uh, what is, yeah. what was the bonus? Um, well, I mean the way Curry works, dude, if somebody here in Denver, we have too many drivers. So right now, anyway, it's like, it's, it's, so they're starting to slowly, more slowly onboard drivers, unless you have a pickup truck, um, a sprinter van, something like that, those they need, but they're starting to slowly onboard the car process because they have enough to take the small loads. Oh, wow. And they don't. And and like I was talking about with Curry that, you know, you don't want to have all of us gig workers. No, none of us want to be onboarded to not ever be able to get stuff. Right. So, I mean, I've always liked the Grubhub model that they use in, I think, most cities, which is when they have enough of their whatever their per capita gauge is, they kind of say, hold, don't yep. onboard any waiting list. Yeah. And the wait. I mean, to me, dude, honestly, I don't understand why every gig platform doesn't do that because you're just pissing people off and the wait list means they're just as likely to when you email them say hey you want to do this it's not like they're going to email you back and go i found another job forget it you know and if they do you still have a waiting list but it's really in my book it's a bad thing to onboard too many and people can't get stuff yes and then they'll just delete the app it's just another thing on their phone everyone gets frustrated and they're yeah they're just like i'm gonna go to a different platform i'm not getting anything right but i mean the rides pay sick i mean like here in denver um one weekend it was actually it was the holiday weekend because it was my son's birthday weekend it was um saturday afternoon on you know two weeks ago on the holiday weekend and it was from denver to uh 
I can't even remember from Denver to Lake Granby, which is up by winter park, a little into the mountains. It's about 80 miles. And it was $170 and it had to be done rush. So it it was right then it needed to be a hotshot ride. And then usually everything gets taken immediately. It was a holiday weekend. It came back again through, it said 180, came back again through five minutes later, said 200. Mm. So they have a progressive system where if a rider, if a driver doesn't pick it up, the ride starts increasing in value. Yeah. And again, the only thing they show you, it's no BS. The only thing, the only number you see in their text is what you're going to make. Right. This is what you're going to, and you're going to be paid the second you drop off. They don't, they'll pay. If you do three in a day, they pay you three times. Okay. Wow. Instant bank drop the second you drop. Hmm. Which I like. I like that. It makes counting super easy. I'm surprised they do that, though, because, you know, they're paying a fee each time they do that. I don't think, like I was saying before, I don't think many drivers get a day of curry or even like a second load is hard for the hotshot runners. The route runners and things, that's different. But yeah, the hotshot runners, like, you know, if they get one, it's going to pay for, you know, maybe it only takes an hour, but it's going to pay them what they'd make in three hours on any of the other platforms. Right. So you really want to fight for those curry orders because they're going to shorten your day. Or if you schedule one to start your day, you know, like there's ones that come the night before that say, hey, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., this is available for $140, Denver to Denver, 40 miles. And you're like, you know, you just fight for that because it's like, you don't want to start off my day with 140 bucks. Have they, uh, has there any bots been out to try to figure out how to? I don't think you mean like the Instacart bots that were. Yeah, stealing just, orders and then kind of reselling them and that not that but there's, <laughs> there's apps out there that can help you for some of those that you need to hit the refresh a lot yeah um, well this this one just comes through in a text you know you leave it always on or you can open the app and like every app if it's open it'll show you but otherwise you need it always on because if it's closed it'll show you in a drop down oh so even like because the I would never do that for any gig app, except for the numbers are so big on this one that I do want it sent through. Even if I'm not working any app, I do want to see it come because if it's 140, 160 bucks and it's Denver to Denver. Yeah. You're taking that. I'm taking it. I don't care. Even you're if it's right. Saturday, Sunday, what I don't give a crap. I'm going. Yeah. See, that, <laughs> see, that's what's kind of cool about that when it's that valuable, because then you write, like, just like you said, you don't care what you're doing because it's a well, hour and a half of your time. And you're like, holy shit. Like this was a good, this was a good run. And, it, and then you're like back to life again. You're back home doing whatever you were doing. And I can take my girlfriend. I can yeah. take, I mean, if she's with me and I'm like, Hey, I got to go do this. She can either sit out or come with me. There's, I mean, yeah. there's no reason a passenger can't go with you. So, right. I, I I'm excited for it here in Grand Rapids. Um, I, I'm not been online, but I did get a notification once cause I think they really wanted it. But again, it was about 50 minutes east of me. I would think soon they're going to need to start the, you know, the way that it was put when he was on the podcast, I know you interviewed Matt too, but, um, was that they attack the NFL cities right now. So like if if you if any NFL city they have massive curry going on for for what though construction oh just he was just using that as the analogy of like Dallas has a football team Denver has a football team Detroit has a football team like those oh, cities I are see. they're ones are, that they're focusing on well not they're focusing on all he said but all the NFL cities are crushing it for us 
Like that's mm. where we're killing it. Well, that's where we have big... enough drivers, enough people. Yeah, well, right. It's big sense. city. Big city. But yeah. Eventually, they need to come after places like Michigan because you guys do. I mean, I'm from Michigan too. I know oh, there's a lot of construction done there. Dude, Grand Rapids is insane right now. And I mean, like, that's what they look for. And Grand Rapids is, um, I think I remember you saying this. And I, don't, I guess I just, when you said it, I, you know, I'm like, okay. But Grand Rapids has the biggest population, right? In Michigan. It's the second Detroit. Right. Okay. And then Grand Rapids. It used to be Detroit, Flint, GR. But then obviously with the 08 crisis, uh, the economy took a dump and, you know, all those. So is it Detroit with all of the suburbs, though? I think so. So you, yeah, so that doesn't count. Yeah, well, kind (laughs) of because Grand Rapids proper doesn't have a ton either. You add the the Grand Rapids if you take like the Grand Rapids zip code, right? Even though some of the that is outside the city limits, it's it's about a million. So, right, okay, yeah, but again, those aren't like. Like when I list, if I listed, I don't even know, but if I listed those towns, I'm guessing that like, I wouldn't even know the names of a lot of those. Oh, right. You know what I mean? But like, if I listed the Detroit suburb towns, Farmington, you know, all these, like people know of those Troy, like they just, and those are like almost cities of their own. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Detroit's a lot bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I thought, I thought it was, so if you, I guess I would, Probably then, if you just took just Metro Detroit, you, then Grand Rapids would be the biggest. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't think so. Really? Yeah, Detroit's mm. a pretty big city. Yeah. It's changing too. It's, it's been a long time since I've been to Grand Rapids. It's been years and years and years since I've been to Grand Rapids. Oh, man. It would blow your mind how different things are here if you even remember what it looked like before. I do. And I just, when you used that comparison, though, I was always thinking, like, you know, well, I, you know, Lansing's big. East Lansing, Lansing, and then you're saying it's bigger than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't. I don't, and maybe with the college kids, it's bigger. But no, Grand Rapids is like crazy booming right now. I mean, I know everyone is. But yeah, yeah. when we interviewed Matt, we we're like, hey, you need to hook, you need to look up Rockford Construction because they pretty much own everything in this city and are constantly building. So that's who you want to connect with. So I think, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he'll look them up. I don't know. But they're definitely the biggest construction company in this area. Yeah. Well, I would say try Curry then do because no matter what your car size is, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to throw the app on when I'm working during. I mean, even when I'm not working, like we talked about, I'll throw it on. And if I'm sitting home or the nice thing about Curry is right about six or seven. It you don't get any bothers till the next morning about five. Okay, because nobody's putting in a hot shot run or anything at night. And if it is, no. you probably might want to avoid it anyway. Like, right. Some dude's building a tweak lab or something. Basically. Yeah. And they're really pissed <laughs> off or high, one of the two. Um, but yeah, so uh so you're so about end of October, start of November, you'll go back. So uh Yeah, I don't I don't take any break either. Like, you know, we usually do apps, uh fertilizing apps, and then we do one week in the shop, and then that Monday I'm right. doing gig work. Usually maybe take the weekend off but yeah i'm right back at it mm-hmm. so um let's talk about a little news here that i was this is the first story that the first two stories are kind of one because i thought this was really odd that these are four hours apart from today and the yeah. first one cnbc 
and the second one is uh, uh, Gizmodo. So uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the so the CNBC article says the headlines: Uber shares close up more than eleven percent as ride hailing companies raise its outlook, and it talks about how it talks about how the ride hailing company initially said that they were going to be see this is why i don't even say that they're they're going to they're saying that it raises its outlook because you'll hear this in a second so they said um they they were guessing between 22 and 24 billion it predicted 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 for the second earning call and uh now they're saying that it's going to be between 22.8 billion and 23.2 billion. Well, that's right in the middle of 22 and 24. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's it's like? You're, actually, your guess was perfect then. Right. Because yeah. you're going to come right in around 23. Did you notice that the food delivery is way yes. more than the ride delivery? Oh my or god, did did you see this? Look look at this part. Um and I don't know, maybe mobility is ride too, but it's also um their micro portions too. And I'm sure that's not a ton. Right. But I mean it's some. So not only is the 12.9 billion for the um for the food delivery a majority of the 21.5 billion but it's also the 8.6 billion is i don't know i mean that's probably only 6 maybe 6 7 billion of ride share yeah i mean the the food is almost half of their earnings and i was like man what is lyft doing yeah <laughs> i know I mean? like <laughs> well and that's you know that's another story in here too i don't know i mean it's so so they kind of go on and, you know, I, I, I always have to take everything with, uh, with a grain of salt. So this, th- this being CNBC, though, I usually try and like, you know, read these. Sometimes they're short and you got to dig in a little deeper. But I was like, okay, so they're saying they're kind of putting out that it's worth investing in at this time. But as we know, all these places change day to day. Don't invest in Uber, invest in Lyft. Don't invest in Lyft, invest in Uber, invest in both. Don't invest in either. But <laughs> You know, it's it's constant. But right now they're like praising this. And I think this looks weird. So then I see the second story and I like this title more. <laughs> I like the headline more. Uber says it's on track to maybe make a fake profit. I know that's hilarious. <laughs> because, again, dude, I mean, isn't the isn't the uh, SEC going to be down their throat for like revising numbers? I don't know how that works. That is like way above my pay grade. But. Right. I mean, even I'm not 100% sure, but to be honest, like how could they not? They're already skeptical on Uber. I mean, I would think changing by billions, even one, they're going to be like, wait, what? Yeah, that's a big <laughs> change. I mean, again, so this article then goes on. It's, you know, I'm looking at it from uh, Gizmodo, but it's actually from originally from Routers, but uh, or Reuters, but I liked this one. Um, that, uh, you know, it, it, it talks about the, uh, EBITA, which is the earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and, uh, amortization. And, uh, so they're rolling it back because they're taking out these things. And that's where I would think they would, the SEC would be all over. I'm like, dude, wait, 
we understand this is legal, but we're going to get in your face about this. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is what you're, because I had to look up even, I wasn't sure of the A part. And so the amortization or whatever it is, is the, it's kind of like depreciation is as far as I can tell, I looked it up and it's, you know, is an accounting technique used uh, to periodically lower the book value of a loan or intangible asset over time. And then there was another thing that said uh, is paying off debt over time in equal installments. Each part of the payment goes towards the loan principal. So that obviously that means if you're paying part of the principal and the interest that the interest is constantly shaking and so or shrinking. And so is your uh, so is your amount owed. But I would think that that would be in the schedule of your payments. Like that wouldn't be something you need to go back and adjust. No, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like your mortgage payment. It's right. literally what it is. So right. I, so I it's, know. yeah, exactly. So it's almost like they're like, hold on, let me go back and redo my taxes because I'm not sure I entered my mortgage right. Yeah. That's, and to strange. me, if being Uber, that should raise a flag. Yeah. To you and your house, that shouldn't raise a flag. Right. But Uber doing this should raise a flag. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me. I just, I find it really earning us or uh, interesting because I saw all the papers ran it. And obviously, there's something really shady going on here. Well, it says like in 2020, uh, TechCrunch noted it lost 6.7 billion by normal accounting rules, but managed to slim that down to 2.7 billion by applying its extremely generous definition of the adjusted, you know, whatever that word is. Yeah, the ITDA. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I need to look into that more because I I wasn't aware such huge differences could i knew i knew adjustments were made but these are these are adjustments these are like second set of books <laughs> <laughs> oh wait did i give you that set give me that back here you take this uh, one where's the cookbook <laughs> so um yeah i don't know i just still can't believe they they're lose they lose money every it's just the weirdest thing like i know and that's the thing if you look if you looked down i think it was in the the second article, it does say that making this, oh, making this adjustment, Uber is predicted projecting anywhere from a profit uh, to a loss of 25 million based on the new EBITA TDA basis for the third quarter. Okay, so they're like tweaking this as much as they can. I know millions still sounds like a lot, but remember we were talking about billions first. So they're down right. to 25 million. They're actually, I feel like they're just shredding everything to get to a profit for once. Yeah, because at some point, you know, they have investors, they're public. So they need to at some point go, all right, guys, what are we doing here? Like, we need to maybe not spend so much on, you know, investing on, you know, what is it called? ROI and and that are basically like. Well, a lot of those, I mean, as we know, a lot of those people were investors for eight years before they were public. That's and that's true. that's where some I've even learned personally, that's where some of the sketchy investing comes in. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, angel investors and things of that nature, they're good. They're the will they're the people willing to just throw a lot of money at something. In it's like the long shot horse. You know, yeah, they, they know they might lose their money, but they but could they might they it. might a thousand fold it. Right. And that's where it is. I think those are the big betters who make a lot of other money or have a ton of money. They they just kind of because from what I can tell too, there's a lot of companies pushing money out in Silicon Valley right now just for 
at any tech project. I don't know if it's for write-offs or what it is, but it's almost like if you create anything, they'll sponsor it if you make an app. Wow. I mean, I feel like I feel like everybody I see these days, startups are getting, I mean, you know, I just had uh um solo on the uh podcast and they got, you know, they have fifteen hundred drivers in the Seattle area, and what they're doing is awesome. It reminds me a lot of Para. Um, the only difference being that they pay the difference. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with the platform, but solo, yeah. you basically, if you're a Seattle gig worker, there's no by the way, again, I'll plug that. If you're a Seattle gig worker, go to worksolo.com and get on there right away. It's free. Um, but what they do is they, if you're willing to show the time blocks that you'll work in a week. So like here's Monday and you do it each hour. So it's nine to 10, 10 to 11. You just, you click the the boxes that you're going to work. Mm-hmm. You plug in your API to all your apps. You, you work Instacart, DoorDash, Rideshare, whatever you're doing, you plug them all in. And then you tell them, you know, well, here's what I've been working. And the first time it's all done online, but the first time that you, after you set up the account, they have you go, they actually schedule a meeting and you come in and they show you how it works and they break it down with you the first time. Like, so if if they'll show you, okay, so you work Instacart Monday, Tuesdays, you don't work Wednesday, Thursdays on Fridays, you try and work rideshare, but you work some food delivery. They're like, you're averaging, or the last three weeks, you averaged $14.91 an hour, right? And then it'll say, then they have an algorithm based on the hours you're willing to work, where you where you live, so your starting point and all of that. And they don't tell you where to go. It's just all based on that. And they tell you, uh, okay, if you if you follow our model, and instead of working Instacart, and then they change on each hour, which one they want you working. And as long as you do that, like they've already gone over a price with you. You're making $14.91. We can make sure and we can guarantee you're going to make $23 an hour this week. But you have to work these platforms on the times that you picked, not the ones you picked. The they don't change the times. Picked. Right. They just change and the one and based on the platforms you're signed up for. So it only works. So if you plug in two or five different platforms, they have that to work with and they can work with a bigger number. But then at the end of the week, if you don't make that, they cut you the check. What's in it for them? <laughs> logistical, <laughs> logistical. Uh, I mean, they have 1,500 drivers and they're taking on anybody in Seattle that'll want to do it. They eventually want to move out of Seattle. Um, you know, my guess is just, you know, to make that happen and be able to take it around the country would draw a lot of investment. It would draw a lot of. It would it would be a lot of solutions to gig economy problems. It's very interesting, but I like me, I, I'm always skeptical of those kind of companies because I say, okay, what's in it for you? How are you making a profit? So the old the CEO of um of Solo is Bryce Bennett, who was an operations manager at Uber prior to this, just like David Pickerel from Para was. Okay. And um a difference between the two, though, is that this 1500 person project that's only been up for 14 months has uh, just got um, a round of funding for five and a half million dollars. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that's how they're paying it out then. Well, right. But I mean, there's the people investing obviously think, man, this is something. I got to look into that. I'd like to interview that person because uh, oh, that seems yeah. like very interesting to me. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, check it out. I mean, um, I did the interview with Bryce Bennett. He's the CEO founder. So that's who you'd want to talk to. You know, obviously they're getting your data, which is incredible, valuable. Well, but they're not. That's where they did things a little because this is where even in our interview, I talked about it specifically. I said, so I got to say, and this is how we got to know that Bryce is like, I know David. Like, it was pretty weird because like they actually David was managing uh, Uber operations Vegas. And mm-hmm. Bryce was doing Southwest. I think it was Phoenix. So they weren't that far apart, but they okay. had only like, you know, virtually talked or whatever. And this is years ago, but Bryce stayed with it a little bit longer. And now he's doing this, you know, this kind of similar project about helping gig workers just in a different way. Interesting. But he's starting with a smaller market. But yeah, I don't, I, I'm, it's just, it's pretty amazing. He said that I asked him, I did ask him, you know, like, what is the percentage of people that you're or any kind of stat you can give me on people, the, the fifteen hundred people using this weekly. What's the percentage on how often you're off, and how often are you off to where you need to pay them money? You know what I mean? Like not like maybe you say twenty three and they make twenty six dollars an hour average. You're good. You just right, showed them right. something. You're good. But now if they say twenty three and you only made seventeen. How often is that happening? Even if it's dollar, ten dollars, or whatever. And he said, "I can't share that exact stat." And I'm like, "That's cool. I mean, we can just talk about however you could present it." And he's like, "Well, I can tell you this: less than a half a percent of the time, we have to pay out any money." I'm like, "That's pretty exact." I'm yeah. like, "You said you weren't going to be exact," and I'm like, <laughs> "Half a percent—that's pretty good. That's incredible." Um, so they obviously have this down too. I don't know how, you know, and I asked him about things like, dude, surging last minute, surging bonuses that are sent out an hour before they start for a weekend, um, yeah. quests, uh, like how do you take, and he's like, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> he's like, but we're doing it, you know, we're doing it. So that's a, that's a cool little thing. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. It's uh, and if you sign up, I did for my market, but if you sign up for your market, you get put on their map of of target cities. So as soon as they get enough people wanting, that's where they're going to try and start moving. Oh. So it's like it's good to sign up now, even though they're not where you are. They're not where I am. They're not anywhere but Seattle, but whatever. What was the name <laughs> of the it's solo? It's but it's worksolo.com. Okay. But the company is called Solo, yes. Okay. But it's uh yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, I was I was really impressed when I did the interview. I was like, "How can they do this?" And I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, oh, okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about. Did you see this? DoorDash is going to do uh, alcohol. Yeah, we talked about it in our show. Don't you remember? Yeah, but do you do you now see that uh, they're doing tw- I, one thing? I noticed different. They're doing twenty states. Drizzly does them all. Yeah, you know, another thing I noticed about that article that it says step three, you have to verify the ID when you get when you drop it off. And we talked about that. Like, how are they? so that's then it's it's no big deal if you put your ID in the app then because you still got to hand it to the show it to the driver. Right. Right. So we were like, how, you know, how is, uh you know, little Timmy's going to, you know, be able to beat the system. But. Clearly, we didn't read an article. We just saw a screenshot of it. But yeah, step number three says you still have to. They uh, probably still... heard the podcast. We're like, oh, right. shit. 
We better change. <laughs> They're like, dude, we didn't put in there. You got to check the ID. I mean, remember, guys, it's DoorDash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Need I say more? For sure. No, I, I thought that was funny when I read that. I was like, oh, damn. They're going to uh, make them check the ID even though it's in the app. But I also found it weird that they're only doing 20 cities. Their their platform, I mean, DoorDash isn't some platform that's starting. They're they're available in every state. Why don't you go for it? I wonder <laughs> if there's some legalities <laughs> with delivering alcohol that they need to jump through before that. Well, I mean, Drizzly's here in Colorado. Yeah, but Drizzly's been around for a while though, right? Right. But I mean, like DoorDash, the company has too. And if they're getting into that space, they should just be able to. Yeah, I, I feel like every state is weird. Like, yeah. this, this is totally random, but I was listening to a podcast today that reminded me about strip clubs in Michigan, right? right. So strip clubs in Michigan, if you uh, if it's just a topless strip club... You can you serve can have, booze? Yeah, and, and if it's full nude... <laughs> I don't know how I know that. Yeah, right. This is you did, <laughs> just for research. But there's a club down in Kalamazoo that has a full nude and a just a topless one right next to each other. So it's just this funny thing where you go shit faced at the one and then just walk over to the other one. And the girls go back and forth too. It's like the, the most weirdest rule ever. It's actually here in Colorado too. Our biggest and most popular place is called shotgun willies. Okay. And it's just topless. It's a very well-known classy place. And uh, they got drinks, you know, good drinks. It's like you can get, uh, bottle service it's pretty top end but then there's a bunch of other places and if they're full nude uh no booze but then there's like a couple places here that do um they are a club and to join the club for a year it's one dollar okay so you pay one dollar you get a little card right mm-hmm. and then that gets you into the club every time you go okay. for a year for one dollar and then once you're in there because it's a club they have booze and full naked oh my gosh i think i mean i see what they did i'm pretty sure you did too but yeah somehow by making it a club even though just i mean basically you're selling it to everybody and anybody that comes up and says you guys are full naked with booze they're like yeah "Yeah, but you have to be a member what's that cost a dollar that's so even if you're just going that just that night you're gonna do it yeah, I you would think the state would be like, yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> they must make a lot of money and send it and give and pay all their well, taxes. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> Uncle Sam's real happy about that club. <laughs> but anyways, I guess my point is is that there's weird rules around alcohol in every state, and that maybe that's the issue that DoorDash. Yeah, I don't know why. They I don't know. I just if it had been another company, I would have thought. Okay, like if it, I don't want to say Lyft and dog on them, but like, you know, but I mean, DoorDash is really, I mean, it's overtaken all the others in the food delivery space. It has the money, it has the backing, it has, it has the logistical and analytic systems and people to maintain a network and prove it in every state. So I don't know what the hoops are. Maybe they're just trying these 20 cities because they, have a way better network on them just to see if yeah yeah i think uh i think you're probably right about that I but mean, i why? but one thing i wonder for sure is like uh what's going to happen with reassigned orders 
Like, can you imagine the guy who finished, polished his bottle of bourbon? Yeah. He's like, I need one right now. Right. And then he's watching drivers just drop the order. It's taking hours. The bus is oh, going man. away. Oh, and he's yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that I mean, works. the way DoorDash works, you could really screw up. You could really piss somebody off in this one. Well, here's my thought. I'm going to flip it and say you're you're drunk as shit and you order another thing of bourbon. You're going to tip like a motherfucker. Oh, right. sorry. I, I, <laughs> at least you'll be I, at home. Yeah, but my point is <laughs> you're going to get that booze delivered because that first person is not going to drop that order because there's a $15 tip on that bottle right. of bourbon. You know what right. I mean? But yeah. you're orange Chipotle, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't get a tip on there to save your life. Right. I mean, Maybe. What if they're not what, tipping? I don't know. I, I know when I go out and I get a little buzz on or maybe a little bit more, I tip way better than I do when I'm sober. <laughs> Right. Well, what, maybe maybe you don't own a car though, and you are sober, and you don't want to be sober. Well, and so now different. you're mad and not tipping. You're like, I'm tipping. That's this. true. I want to see you bring me my bottle first. I'll tip you cash. Yeah, I get that. If you're sober, <laughs> that's a problem. But yeah, I don't think anybody's waiting. If they're gonna, if they're, I feel like this is gonna just gonna make alcoholics' life just amazing because you know they're just gonna just order and keep ordering and ordering. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I just thought it was a great time for a company to come in and do this like Drizzly was without selling out. Right. You know, right. that was that became a worry to me because they were the first ones to enter that space here in the United States and they almost immediately sold out. Yeah. And I mean, like we saw um, uh, Roadie sell out. You know, it's just like, you know, you got to start wondering like it are, you know, well, which, one, which one of these startups are are not intending to sell out. Well, I talked to when I talked to Matt too. We yeah. asked him that question, and, and Jesper's like, "Yeah, you're going to build it big and then sell it to Uber." And we've all laughed, and he's like, "That's not the plan." And I was like, "Well, of course you're." In my head, I'm like, "Of course you're going to say that." He's like, "We want to take this to scale," and I'm like, "I hope you do because the less Uber buys, the better everyone is as a gig worker." And I be- I believe Matt that that isn't the plan. Right. You know, I mean, he does he does have a unique niche and, uh, you know, I mean, he could keep running with this. But, you know, I mean, like eventually they will make an order and he's going to have to determine. Yeah, I mean, my boss, my my boss, we have four employees and and him and his son that run the company and the big true green offers them money every year to buy him out. So, I mean, you know, Matt's going to get to a point where it might be too much to turn down. And you know what? I wouldn't blame him. He's got to look after that, his family. That's so sad, though. You know, like I remember, like you and I growing up, man. Like that should have been left to his son, like you just said. Oh, right, right, no, no. And I'm I, sure the money of the sale, if that happened, still would be. But it's like the mom and pop model is not no, being no, no, left no. down my to company, kids. My mom, my no, they're not. Would ever never do that. The son is taking over. Mm. I'm just saying. And I would be pissed if they did. I meant I was, <laughs> I wouldn't be pissed if if Curry did it because I understand he's got to look out for his family and what he can change what he can change his life. I, I'm no if my boss did that, I'd be devastated because I'm not working for True Green. <laughs> well, there's and there's right and there's a unique time though in that gap that I've noticed where you actually have the ability to do it without hurting a lot of people because in a sellout to remember that only what 20% of the people are going to be retained. Right. 
So, I mean, like Matt has a weight on his shoulders of he's built this out so much and has so many people working. That's part of the factors that 80% of the people will go out of work. Right. Unless he takes care of his people with money, you know. Right. But even then, people want to work. Yeah. But like you, like you said, (laughs) I've said there's work everywhere. So look at, look at David. Look what he did. You know what I mean? Like he worked for Uber and, you know, he's doing fine. So, yep. Um, so I thought this was kind of interesting too. This, uh, you know, the UK has been, they went to the worker model and, uh, now they're getting, um, you know, over there, it's not, it's not the, some of the same companies like they have, um, what's the one I'm thinking of Deliveroo is an example in here, but Uber Eats is over there too. And the couriers are telling the news over there that, um, and it is happening that seems like ever since that happened, that they're, they're now complaining about that. I'm seeing in this, that you can earn as little as two pounds an hour. How is that possible if you have the worker model? But on top of that, they're being attacked. Like physically? Yeah. From who? I, I don't, I was reading this art. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's other workers, if it's, it's, they're protesting, they're working. And I'm really confused because I thought the worker model has been in the work. It ha, I'm not guessing the worker model has been in place for months. Is it not working? Is it, are they just, are these companies doing what they always do? And going, we're, yeah, okay. And then not paying it. Well, I mean, isn't that's illegal though, but they do illegal all the time. They do illegal till somebody drags them into court. Yeah. And then they just settle out of court and tell them to shut up. Are all the apps like that? Well, I don't know. This is, this one's just talking about the food and it looks like, I mean, are all the apps paid? Oh yeah. Yeah. Under the worker model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you can't just quit the one and then go to another one. I mean, you could, but you can work different apps. Right. But my point is, if it's a certain if it's just Uber Eats, that's screwing the pooch. Oh, right, right, right. Go to, you know, Deliveroo or whatever. Well, this is like a labor fight because it says, meanwhile, the labor MP, you know, said the lack of sick pay and ways the firms dealt with company complaints meant many of the UK's lowest paid uh, were among the most vulnerable and to harm on the job. And I mean, to me, that statement should have appeared in an article six months ago because they now have a worker status. And from what I know about over there, they can enforce that stuff real quick. Like they they actually, they don't screw around. They actually will shut you down. They'll, you know what I mean? They don't screw around over there. And I'm just kind of, it's kind of shocking because it's like, dude, you guys already have a law on all this. Yeah. Why, why is this so difficult? Like, And now you're proving to the United States it's maybe not worth fighting for this law because it doesn't work. I hope so. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we do too. But I mean, it's pretty sad that after all that time and then the win that the guy had, as much as if I lived there, I wouldn't want that model. However, they, the ones that I did know are being paid well, but. Well, the problem is, is they've, they've, how many people actually wanted that model? So that's the thing, right? We see it, we see it, we see it in the news. We see it in the news here. How many really actually want that? You know, it could be a small percentage and then, you know, it screws 75% of everyone else. And the 25% are like, yay. Yeah. I'm I'm reading right here. It says Zach Dowell, an Uber Eats courier told the guardian he felt he was left fearing for his safety 
anytime a minor error occurred on a delivery because he said Uber Eats had taken no substantial action against a, a quote unquote physical threat, physically threatening customer who abused him over a small spillage in April. Well, that's not nothing new, but that's the kind of stuff that I think is starting to come up now. And it's well, like they're they're not having their backs. The unions are fighting them. People are throwing stuff at them. It's like well, that's the thing. Did they? What did they think was going to happen? Like I said, all these people that wanted this, they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. I mean, they treated you like shit before. Do you think that that's really going to change? They're just held to it like a standard of pay, but they're not going to like defend you any more than they ne- never did before. So. My guess on this one is that they're is that they're literally starting to say because in the beginning they were like, okay, you all still work here. If you remember, even my friend Morad over there mm-hmm. had said, dude, I don't know. They're sending me extra money. I'm not even working for. Yeah, I remember you you and I talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like significant he's like, I don't now. get it, you know. So I'm trying to get in touch with him now too, because I want to know because it seems like now they're starting to say, my guess is, is they're starting to say, okay, you 50% we don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> because they're kind of starting to figure the model out of what they right. need to make this work. And my guess is, is that they're like literally just saying, oh, you're you've been kicked off the platform. Not like we're firing you. Right. But you had a fake complaint or. Yeah, because you can never prove that either. I right, hate exactly. That. Exactly. I, that, the I hate that about the platforms we've talked about. I don't want this thing that the UK has, but I want a little bit of. A little bit of what do they call it? Um, transparency with that kind of stuff. Like, tell me the person that complained. Like, you know, okay, it's a safety thing, right? Because you dropped them off. But I mean, it's our right to know. It's it's our money that we're not going to be able to make because some asshole said that. And you're like, that shit did not happen. Yeah. As much as I don't like committees and stuff, um, honestly, I was this is odd, but I was talking to my friend who's a lawyer here in Denver. And he said that he does divorce law. And he said that if a divorce, you know, is good, they separate and figure it out. If it's bad, you know, we come up with some terms and rules. If it's kind of bad, even worse, like they come up with more rules. He said, but in an extreme bad case, they set up these uh, secure mailboxes mm-hmm. where the correspondence between the two has to be in this uh, like state email system. Oh, wow. Because they don't want somebody saying, well, he said this and she said, so now they can just go through and read it. And so if it's a court order, and I mean, I'm not saying that's an answer. I'm just presenting it as a possibility. Maybe like if if they're going to say you're off the platform, they need to legally put something they can't change. Right. That's in some kind of format that they once they enter it, that's there, the report. And they need to put in why they fucking terminated this guy. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because if it ever comes down to and they want to look into this, they might find that like 70 percent of them are just not okay. Right. These weren't okay to let these people go. Yeah, I just in every kind of work, any job I've ever done, when when the employer takes care of the the employee and not just in a financial way, that does help. I mean, that makes you work harder. It's just a better working environment. And, And these gig apps, they don't give two shits. And it's almost like they're they're uh, like beating up on the poor. Let's put it that way. Or like, you know, like they say lottery kind of is for the poor people. Right. And it keeps them in that cycle. Well, you know, they offer these 
you know, easy ways to get work, but then they don't treat them right. And it's just frustrating to me if they would just treat the drivers a little bit better, even to the be like, hey, this so-and-so complained about you. Like, what's up with that? Can we have a conversation around it? And they're like, nope, nope, nope. Deactivation. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about it. Or they don't even, or you can't ever get anybody on the phone. You've been deactivated. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're just like check your email. Lucky for us, there's places like Legal Rideshare and other ones who can who are now offering that specific service. Been deactivated. Yeah, I push so many people to that. I see in the forums. I'm like, reach out yeah. to Legal Rideshare. I'm not guarantee they can help you, but that's about the only place you can go right now. I mean, they have a they have a Legal Rideshare is a link on the homepage now. It's like one of their main oh. things. Like been deactivated in, right. incorrectly or whatever it is, and you click it, and it's just like boom, put your information in. I'd be but, interesting uh, to see some of those cases, though, because like how they have to go about getting that information from Uber and Lyft, like we talked about on 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 my show, is that, you know, even in a, a a homicide situation or that guy that was suing Uber because of uh, that Jason Dalton, they wouldn't give him they wouldn't give him shit. The cops, they're like, yeah, whatever. We're not telling you where he is. And like, he's killing people. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> So I, know, anyways, dude. I, I want to see what legal rideshare can actually pull out of them. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's amazing. Cause you know, you know how angry the police must be in Kalamazoo uh, because they're, they're just sitting there doing saying, dude, if you had just given us one data node, one, one, so that we could just have that location. Right. They Uber was tracking them the whole time. Like that's what it is. Like they could have saved so many lives by doing that. Right. I'm wondering if in, at that time, maybe it didn't say, Hey, Uber at any time is allowed to transfer your location to the police for any reason. Yeah. Now I bet you it does. Again, I never read the PO yeah, or the, no the terms of service. <laughs> I mean, I don't even no think Uber does. does. No. <laughs> Hell, half of it's probably in Russian and no one knows. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying that I, I'm wondering if then it was, hey, we'll get sued if we give it to the police. And now I bet you it's we're allowed to give it to your clicking. You agree that if they need to, then give it to the police. I mean, I totally get the respect out of as for me, like I wouldn't want them just giving this stuff to the police for whatever reason. Like, uh, let's say, for instance, the passenger said that it smelled like weed, right? Right. Oh, and all this, you know, before it was legal. And now they give that information to the cops and the cops swoop in, pull me over and whatever. I got a little bit on me or I smell whatever it is. I was like, this is bullshit. You can't just come into my car because freaking Uber says that. So in that case, I'm like, you know, I don't want that. But I don't know. Some pissed off customer who was like who backfires on you and is because I've had this happen a lot and I always shut it down. Luckily, nothing ever bad happened to me in rating wise. But. I've had people many times leaving the bar saying, dude, you care if we pull some Coke back here? You know, it's like, fuck yeah, I care, dude. And this camera's running. You're not fucking doing it. Right. You know, if you, yeah. and sorry guys, if you need me to, I'll pull over and let you out. But yeah, I can't yeah. let you do that. You know, and it's, right. I, I almost wonder like if the wrong guy, like say a guy and his girl and it's, they're on a date and they're doing that and they're trying to do it in the back. And they asked you and then they tried to sneak it and you kicked them out. And then they call Uber and say, this guy's trying to sell me cocaine. He's been selling it out of his car. And I've heard about other people finding him too. Would Uber call the police and say you're a Coke dealer? No, I think they'd just kick you off the platform. 
<laughs> Seriously. Well, now you can give them the 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 data from your dash cam. If you if you if you opt in to that to let people know, they will accept your dash cam video. So if you opt in though, they can pull your video. No, they can't because it's your video. Well, from the owl cams and stuff, they can. There's a way that they can have access to your account. Oh, that's not happening. Right. Uh, no, no. Because, dude, well, I've I've even had instances where I've wanted to send dash cam footage and they they don't want it. Before they didn't, but I think right. they've changed their tune a little bit. I mean, yeah. I don't want to ever have the opportunity to have to do that, but I, I opted into it to let the past. I mean, know. it's smart because the first thing legal rideshare asks you for. Uh, yeah. What's your story? And do you have a dash cam? Can I see the footage? Right. Because that's going to prove that's going <laughs> to eliminate so much. But then again, is Uber going to, even though they take it, they said they looked at it. Are they still going to be like, you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. always going to vote, not vote. They're always going to lean on the customer side. They're always going to be on the customer side, which is bullshit. Like, it is. Again, bullshit. I keep talking about my boss. We fire customers. Like if they're problem, <laughs> like I would be I'd be like this lady dog keeps trying to bite me. My boss is like, all right, we're just going to fire him. Like they don't give a shit. Like they're like, we care about our employees. Like they care about the customer too, of course. I mean, they wouldn't be around as long as they did if they didn't. But my point is Uber's like, man, screw that driver. We care about the customer that chances are was probably lying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the last two I'm going to drop off here, but I want to get, so I want this lift faces a difficult competition. Cause that was something you hit on. You're like, how is Lyft even getting by? Yeah, I, I don't know how they are. They must be just hemorrhaging money. Well, that's what kind of what this this article's about. You know, it's it's saying that um, where where was it? I mean, because they don't Lyft never took advantage of the uh, of the pandemic either. They never did food. They never, and they yeah. I remember them talking about it like eight months ago, and I'm like, you're late to the game, but you could still get in, and they still didn't. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate things, you know, flying the middle finger and saying, I we ain't going to do what everyone else is doing. We're going to stick to our guns. I can appreciate that. But my gosh, you guys, I mean, they are handing out bonuses, though. Like I get if I was able, I've been so busy in September on the weekends, but, you know, 10 rides for 150 bucks, like they're handing out bonuses left and right, trying to get drivers back. But man, I tell you what, like. I think that's so that's what this is pretty much about is that right. they're they're saying, you know, we can't get the drivers. And then, you know, as the article goes on, it's saying that, you know, Uber Eats, all these other platforms and with delivery, um, but even with Uber having delivery, people are more apt to want to drive on Uber because they might switch back and forth. Go rideshare is dead and I want to do delivery. Mm-hmm. But they're but also they use a stat and I always have to think it's 10 percent higher. <laughs> But they say ridership was down seventy five percent last year, and I'm How even thinking it's I'm even thinking it's higher though. I really am. There was yeah. a, a long time there was nobody in the car. Oh my gosh! But I mean, like if you're not making money and you're down seventy five percent, how are you not upside down? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen many articles about that. Lyft is kind of going under the radar with all this, but. Yeah, they got to be just I mean, they must just be trimming everything and everyone. I don't know this, but they must just be de-staffing slowly. So it's not making news, but knocking off 10 people a week. Well, you got to remember when no one was driving, you don't need the customer service support anymore. You can get rid of them and then slowly bring them back on as ridership increases. 
Um, The bottom line is drivers are going to go where the money's at. So if you're offering bonuses, you're going to get drivers. If you're not, you're not. I mean, there's so many different options out there. No one, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use Lyft. I'm not going to drive for Lyft if they're not, if I can't make the money that I want to make. You know, if Lyft wants to be just rideshare, I'm down with it. I think I've even told you I've drove, I drove Lyft here exclusively for years. I was because I would drive Uber and I would never could I make as much money. I mean, mm-hmm. way more on Lyft. Same. Early on for me, Lyft was the same way. Way more, though. It wasn't even close. Like I was doing, and it wasn't like a lot of bonus stuff, even though that was in there and surges. Those were in there too. But like it really just, just the pay, just the daily pay, like I would do better. Right. And uh, then they kind of dropped like, you know, you know, fo- instead of like leading the pack in terms of like the right moves, all of a sudden they started following Big Brother Uber. And everything they did. And that's when I noticed, dude, now it's worth it to be on Uber because Lyft's screwing this up. Yes. To me, it's like if you're going to just stay a rideshare company, get, you know, do something bold here, you know, move to a no minute charge and just a dollar per mile. Yeah. That'd be great for just Lyft normal cars. And that way we all can do the math. There's that way you, you, you actually cover your ass on transparency. Mm hmm. Because now they can just say it's 35 miles. You don't really care at that point. You're like 35 bucks. Yep. Easy Sweet. peasy. Right. I mean, then you get to make the best path. You get to somebody, you know, your neighborhood real well or your, your city. You see the path Lyft chooses or whatever. And you know, oh, there's an event. I'm going this other way. Yeah. I mean, as long as, yeah. you. Can but it allows that. you to talk to the customer because they're going to pay the same anyway. And you're yeah. like, hey, listen, my time's money. So trust me, I want to get you there as quick as I can because I get paid the same regardless. Regardless. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just think a bold move like that would be good and get rid of the mile pay because that I think that is an amount that does add up to something, but not a ton. But in the end, it I would be much happier just driving for a dollar a mile. Yeah. Um, and I'd be much I'd be much happier for using one app. Right. And the reason I multi app is because a lot of these are garbage at times. And I want to, you know, and, and there's some there's some truth that and I know people probably look at me and like you're multi apping too much. You're missing stuff on other apps. And there is some truth to that. But if Lyft was like, hey, you can make this much in this amount of time every day, I'd be like, sign me up. Well, but look at also this year when you come back, you're going to be able to use your sponsors app. Who's that? Oh, Maestro. Maestro. You're going to yeah. be able to use Maestro's tools. I definitely will. You I'm know, looking I mean, forward to downloading it. That but... way you, they can't say to you, you're not watching the other apps. Yeah, I am. Maestro's watching it for me. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I barely did ride share. Well, obviously with the pandemic. And honestly, let's talk, you know, and we don't talk about, but the numbers are back up. I mean, it's not like it's, I know it's not getting talked about as much, but you know well, they're way back up. But the problem is, is the prices haven't gone back down. No, I mean people are still paying these ridiculous prices. Yeah, and the drivers are not getting the bonus. So I want to go back to Lyft too. By the way, there are many times before the pandemic that Uber would have a giant surge and Lyft would had nothing. So yeah. you're just like, aren't they looking at the Uber app and saying? Yo, like we, even though the rider, like I understand how a surge works, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe more people were on Uber and that's why the surge is there. But like, you are not going to get anyone to drive for Lyft if you don't offer at least something. Right. Or reverse it. Like make, if like some conventions in town and Uber and everybody in towns 
uses Uber wherever they're from. And so you're getting Uber surging through the roof, like you said, not Lyft. Offer rides out of the city to drivers. Yes. For like triple. Right. Like say, hey, like the rides that nobody wants. Like, dude, I'm downtown. This is where I'm going to make my money. Mm-hmm. And then the, like taking somebody home, you're like, no way. And the, but offer triple if you're Lyft. Yeah. I'd rather be in the suburbs and do that anyways. <laughs> right. But if you're downtown, I mean, I'm talking about from downtown, the people oh, want okay. to get out of there. I see. Yeah. You know, okay. it's like offer triple to the drivers because we already talked about even tonight how they're going to reevaluate their money and, you know, they're going to take all that stuff. They're going to take all the promotional money and stuff out first and tweak it. So they throw that promotional money good after bad at drivers. Do it in the right way. Yeah. And Uber could take note from that, too. I mean, it's, you know, what was going on when the pandemic was calming down a little bit. Uber was offering the hundred dollars for three rides. I'm sure you heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. I never got it, uh, but I know a ton of people in the area got it. Like who, what gives like, why I, why didn't I get it compared to somebody else? Like, it's just, it's asinine. I don't know. Maybe they only had a certain amount per area. Could and the be the first to claim it. And it was based on how many ride. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I could see uh, if you're an active driver, you wouldn't get it right. Why would they give that to you? You're, you're already going out there, but I had been off the platform for like three or four months. Cause I've been, but back all of us. Time. Yeah. But all of us got it. No, I got it. All, I mean, like that's what I'm, right. That's what I'm saying. Like you're one of the only people I know who didn't, and you've been doing it for a long time. No, Jesper didn't get it either. And he's oh, really? been off the platform for a long time. But you know, I, Michigan drivers who did. Oh yeah. Okay. So there, so it was being given out there. Oh, for sure. Like even people in our, that have even been guests on the show have got, have gotten it multiple times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like what the, cause I'll go do three rides for a hundred bucks. Like no problem. I feel like that kind of stuff's just wasted money though. They've, I know a lot of drivers oh, yeah. who just went out and did their three and then had no intent of going back to Uber. They're just like, Oh, a hundred bucks done. They'd go yeah. do it and then be like, okay, see when That's- they send that again. <laughs> that that's a good point yeah it is kind of wasted money on people that aren't really and and honestly it would have been the same for me during my lawn care season i would have done the hundred and then been done until the fall so anyway yeah. um so i guess uh well this is the last story and then i wanted to just uh say one fun thing but um i wanted to see this uh you know <laughs> Here we go again. And I don't mean this mean at all to anybody who's going to do it, but there's an article in Fastcoming. He says, here's why Instacart gig workers want you to delete the app. I feel like we're coming up on another, um, on another, uh, not walkout, but uh, protests. Yeah. You know, and I, I've said this before on the podcast. I'm, you know, like I know that, you know, you and I are from Michigan. We understand that, a union like back in the day at Ford or GM or something mm-hmm. meant something because if you were striking, everybody was walking out and it was because somebody lost a hand or something Correct. in bad conditions. So that meant something. When you're talking about gig platforms and you don't know any of your coworkers, how the hell are you striking? Yeah. It never will work ever, and ever, it, ever, and, ever. Right. And it's, and we've only seen that if anything, other drivers do make more. Like whenever people start posting, like, we're going to strike on this day. And then you see the other post going, sweet. I'm going to make bank on that day while you. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I work double the amount of hours I normally work that day. 
Right. And then we've seen the results, though. Every time this happens, that's exactly what happens. Some drivers make at least what they would, if not more. And then there's a you know handful sitting out places. I just, these worry me because I, I have a feeling that these people get in their head like they're close to, to making something happen with Instacart when really, you know, what I don't want to advertise for this, but really what they should be doing is working to pass the PRO Act or something of that nature instead of protesting a platform that isn't even going to feel a dent from this. Well, this article states they did send them a letter with some some they call it demands. And I, I actually right. like that. I think that's good. Sure. They're just trying to get press, right? They're hoping that Instacart takes notice. And some of the things, you know, I, I agree with. Honestly. Right. But there's right. No, I mean, no, it's a good article in terms of this. But I'm saying right. like that's been done to DoorDash. Like when they strike with DoorDash, they did the same thing. They they wrote an article. You know, Willie Salas from the Gig Worker Collective has written a couple articles. Yeah, to like to pre to preemphasize the strike and why they're going to strike and what it's about and what they could fix. So this kind of thing's been done before. I agree with you that a lot in here is good stuff. But the strike is stupid. I agree. It's not. Ne- it's never going to work. It's and I feel like it work. always helps the company. It's almost like a slap on. And I don't mean it mean. That's what I don't mean. Mean. I don't mean it mean to these people. But I feel like, you know, they go through all this time and effort, and they really believe this. And more power to them. I, you know, I really, if that's what you believe, do it. I just, I don't. I am already concerned with how strikes work in the first place. But when you're talking about a platform. And, you know, just what basically is just a bunch of numbers to the company. They don't, they just see code. They don't see the driver's picture and who you are and you as a person and your family and care. They're just like, okay, well, here's everybody. They don't, and, and they don't feel dense from these. So until there's a way to make one, make a dent, I don't know. I I mean, I do go, I, I do like your earlier point about going like lobbying for some law change. And, And at that point, you know, don't strike, get a, get a fund together that you can send to a lobbyist to work on something to get this done because the companies aren't going to do shit with this. They may, they may tweak some things, uh, you know, what they're asking, but a strike is not, it will not move the needle at all. And if you really have a ton of signatures, like you said, like, I like the way that they sent the letter. So do I, but why did you not send it to, and I understand a lot of people this is a frustrating process, but it's actually pretty easy mm-hmm. is look up your congressman. Yeah. Why are you sending it to Instacart, dude? Yeah. Send it to both of them on the same day so that both receive it the same day with 100%. the signed copies on in each state mm-hmm. saying we gig workers. No, this is crap. And then the same letter to Instacart. Yeah. So if you, yeah, cause you might get a congressman that's like, this is bullshit. Like I'm, I, fired up about this and you might get one that's just going to delete the email and go, you know, right. But you have a lot, but you know, Instacart's deleting it. They don't care. Oh, yeah. so I mean, why not write the Congressman? Like you said, you might get a, you might get a guy who's kid work, kid, kid works in the gig economy. Yeah. And he's like, no way. What? Or, you know, as we go on, you're going to have people in Congress that did gig work. You know what I mean? To, yeah. While they were in college to make things, you know, or even if they don't know about it, you're going to get people in Congress who know that these are their constituents, right? And they're going to say, "Listen, if we don't quick do the numbers, we got a million people, you know, is that going to, or we got five hundred, we got a hundred thousand people, is that going to affect my 
yeah, that's going to ruin your chances at reelection. Yes. And even though it's the wrong reason, they might. Well, let's let's face it. You just got to play the game. <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not politics that is, you know, pure by any means. If you want to get shit done, you got to play the game. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. So the last thing I just wanted to bring up is that uh, um, on a on a fun note that, uh, well, first that we're one week away, one week away come Friday. Yep. From the TNC radio dot live. Yes, I'm super stoked. What what is what what's the name of it again? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> you can edit this out. Hold on. I'll it's ride share it something, right? Yeah, I'm looking it up right. You know, I think I saved it. Um, crap. While he's looking it up or checking, it's from yeah. it, the time has been changed. It's now from four to six Pacific, five to seven Mountain, six to eight Central, and nine to. Is that right, or did I not move it back to those? Um, I don't think six. he has it up. He has like rideshare podcasts up on. Let's see, Friday. He might not till it's live in October on the first. Yeah, I don't think he has it up. Hold on, let me look one more place. Yeah, I don't think he has it up. But starting on Friday, October first on TNC Radio Live, from like I said, from four to six Pacific. Do the math in between, and it's seven to nine uh, Eastern. Um. No, I think uh, it's eight. I think eight to eight. ten Eastern. Yeah, Eastern. Right. Yeah, and so you can turn tune in to TNC Radio Live. Um, we're not a hundred percent how what the numbers are, or how it's going to work, but you can eight hundred call in. You can call in through the through the. Um, you can do it through the internet. You can send messages. It's going to be kind of a um, call in show where we're just shooting, rapping about things, but you can call in and ask us stuff too, and. Jason and I are going to be on it. And then we got the guys from uh, Tom and Tom from over at, uh, um, or not the other Tom, Tom Kelly. And I can't remember the other guy's name because I was no. thinking it was Tom, the truck driver, but no, it's the other no. guy. But we, so we have four people who are going to be doing this every Friday night and it's going to, it's going to be fun. So make sure that TNC radio.live tune into that starting a week from this Friday. And uh, you'll like that. And then the, the very last thing I wanted to say is that I'm super excited that uh, I'm going to the podcast thing next year. I know <laughs> it's so far away, but we're going to have so much fun again. You're going to go. The sessions aren't going to be life changing, but it's just good to get away. It's good to be around people that are, are, are like-minded. You it's know ne- it's I mean? a networking event. It's a networking. It, yeah. it re-energizes you for, you know, making sure you're doing the right things. And it, it just, it blows your mind of like, man, I need to try this. This is what I need to do. So, and yeah, Larry's coming and man, I, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I'm glad you, I surprised. I was really shocked that you actually bought it that day too. I was like, holy shit. That's I mean, what I thought. I was like, I'm like, I'm going to do it right now. And he's going to be shocked. That's what I thought. I was like, I was, I was because Larry did it. Larry did it like right when they announced it. I did it the the deadline that day when I texted you and you're like, and then you did. I was like, shit. And I was like, man, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to do something there. Some kind of piece that we put up. I know you don't podcast oh, yeah. from there, but we'll have to do something. We can. Um, <laughs> we need, I think Larry's got a. 
uh, a Zoom recorder that's that's mobile. It's just like this big, and you just click the mic into there. Oh, really? Um, we could do that, or they actually have studios there that you can record a podcast in too. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. That aren't paid for booths. They're sponsors. Oh. I think this year it was like the HubSpot, but you don't have to pay for it. You just right. So somewhere behind you it says HubSpot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they get a, let it get a little plug. Okay. Right, of course. But cool. yeah, yeah, it's very cool. We didn't do it, but um, yeah, there's an opportunity to do that there. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, I'm getting, I, I, I don't, I know it's so far out. I mean, it's almost a year out, but I'm already excited. So yeah, it, <laughs> I'm glad you are because it's going to be fun. I can't wait to actually hang out with you. It's yeah, kind of weird. How, what do we connect on Twitter? That's how we started, right? Right. That's yeah. crazy. I've met so many people on Twitter. Right. Like I've known Jason for like, what, three years now? At least, well, not quite three. Well, before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, because we started this podcast in December of 2017. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh, it's been so long. Um, and, yeah. and, we, and we've never met in person, though. No. That's what I'm telling the audience is that, you know, we've never met. And we're going to do it at this podcasting thing in Dallas. So it should be it's, a good time. Should be interesting. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, but other yeah. than that, Jason, thanks for coming on. Um, I, you know, I mean, I think we touched on some good things tonight. I'm really, I really want to see what this Uber thing is making me so mad. This adjustment of money. I'm going to be looking into this. See, that's what I say about your show. Like I could give, I mean, it's, I really don't care. That's why I always thought when I always don't you, because that's our money when they're screwing around on that level, because we're talking billions. I just assume they're going to (laughs) <laughs> screw us six ways from sunday see how i was stop the f word there that was pretty good i just feel like they're gonna screw us regardless so i'm just right. gonna get mine and try to do the best i can and provide the best service i can and yeah go from there i mean i always you know i i you know we've got to keep talking about this pro act though i don't think a lot of people realize what this could do and uh yeah i don't know not too long from now i'm gonna have vina on Dubal, and that's gonna be a yeah, when yeah, Woo. I thought that was always already supposed to happen. I, I'm no, October. It's a Wednesday. It's October sixth that we're recording. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to do. I'm probably going to put it out the next week. Okay. So whatever that next Monday is, right? But um, that's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing it live or anything. It's just us, of course. You know, and I, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a must. <laughs> she yeah. didn't want trolls, and I get that. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that show could have been just invaded by both sides and taken over by just horrible arguments. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone's passionate about everything. That's what I mean. It could get really out of hand. So, I mean, and there's a specific topic we're sticking with, which is, I'm sure we'll veer off from it a little bit, but it's not like you're going to tune in and learn her view on AB5 and mine. Okay, Because you guys all know that the actual topic that I gave her that we're trying to stick to is how can we get to a point where even with the at work states, we have a option, a true option to be IC or employee. And it's up to us. Yeah, see that. How does that happen? Cause that's what I want to know. How does that happen? That's a great conversation, Steve. Right. Because if people want the product, take it. Yeah. But make it available to me to not take it. Yeah. I don't no, want it. That's actually a very good point. I never even thought about that. I figured it would be like one or like you either get it or you don't like, you well, know you, I mean? that is what they're shooting for, but I'm wondering right. 
Why can't it be both? I, I mean, think they're it, afraid that the, all the drivers would probably choose an independent contractor and then well, nobody would be able I, to be an employee. <laughs> I think it I think it boils down to to the platforms. They're not going to want to, you know, are they going to want to do both? Are they going to, you know, because it'd be obviously it's beneficial for them that they don't do it. But I mean, is it going to be a, just a shit show when trying to do both for each? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, well, and I and I've talked to a lot of people who says the who say the pro act is the way it's done. It's some odd wording. I've read it a bunch the the portion of, that pertains to us, especially, but it says, um, they say, well, it's in, you know, it's, it says that, you know, you're going to be able to choose, you're going to be able to choose which way you, and, uh, and I'm like, well, what about the right to work States? And they're like, well, they're going to be able to choose too. And I finally dug into this. No, the pro act is pushing to get rid of the right to work States. Right. They just want them gone. All 29 of them. Mm-hmm. which means the union would be force fed. And so I, I don't know. I, there's been hints from Vina that there can be both. So I'm very interested to have her on to talk oh. about how does this work? It's too bad. You're not doing that one live. <laughs> See, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you can just have someone moderated or something. So like that 50 people not moderated. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> I just think it would be good to get questions. Cause like there may be some questions that, you don't think about that someone's like what because that happens on our show all the time i'm like holy shit i never thought about that you know because i mean we don't know it all and we're not and, and even if we did know it all we all have different perspectives on things right yeah maybe i could uh maybe people could start submitting questions maybe i could find a way to do that yeah yeah that might i would set that up right now i would work on yeah. that right now like putting a poll out or something or or even a link to the website that just has a page that just says, Hey, if you have a question, type it in here and then I'd read them. And if it was just like, screw this and I just delete yeah. it. But if it's a legit question. Yeah, I would push. Yeah, I would start now and push it every day. Trust me. It takes time for people to communicate and you got to, I mean, I got a lot of questions too. Right. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so I want to make sure that I'm covering it for everybody. Cause I think that if that answer could be solved, obviously that's a difficult task because if that answer could be solved, I think we could all get along. Yeah. If there sure. could be proof positive that, hey, if, if this happens, you guys are going to have the choice. Yeah. Then I, I don't think, think there's anything to argue about. I think everyone would want that to be. Well, honest we already know 85% do, and it might be more. Yeah. Well, because 85% of, of, of app-based gig workers work less than 25 hours a week. That's meaning crazy. they meaning they have another job. Right, exactly. Most likely. I'm sure there's some people who don't, but most people would have to have another job. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like you're never going to get those people. You're never going to get them to yeah. want to switch to an, a job. No. They do it's, this for a reason. They do this as extra income. Exactly. Why would why would we want to do that? Even even me that works half the year full time, I still don't want that. I I want the flexibility that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to work today or I I don't want to do this. I right. Amazon Flex, it, it, it I hate it enough that I actually have to choose a block. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Right. That's all sorry, that's almost too much for me to be like, Oh, I have to choose a block. So I have to be where this company wants me to be at this time. I'm like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, like I, just well, I mean, that whole place. model would be that way. Right. We've right. talked about this. They, I mean, if it, especially like there's a good chance that, you know, 
states might try the franchise model first, and that would just be awful. Franchising out the city into different portions. And then they're like, okay, Monday, 6 a.m., you're going to be at the airport. And you're like, but I don't go to the airport. I just work flex time. And they're like, well, no, you don't anymore. You actually work for me. And if you're not there, you're fired. Oh, really? Yeah, that'll be. I mean, that's going to be what they're asking for. They're asking for a job. If that happens, I'm done gig working. This podcast is taking a dump because like, I'm just, I, I, well, I mean, I would, I think you and me both would stick through the podcast because I don't think it would work. The model would completely fail and they'd have to fix it. For sure. For sure. I don't know. I'm really hoping this conversation with Vina can bring out at least maybe some of the highlights of how they, how she wanted to go about making that happen so that both could be happy. Right. I mean, she is the lawyer who wrote it for Lorena Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or she had a big part in drafting AB5. So I want to ask her, you know, because I know Prop 20, you know, I'm against AB5, but I'm also, I was hesitant on Prop 22. Now I'm kind of, now I'm kind of upset at it because they're not living up to what they said they'd do. Shocker. I know, but part of that defeating AB5 should have been like, okay, guys, you wrote what you're going to do. Do Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, this is why you're in trouble now. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that one. You, you it's going to be hard for you to let her talk, so you're going to have to work on your listening interview skills. Man, let her I am, talk. I am gonna. I know it's so hard when you get excited and you're passionate about stuff. You want to interrupt. It just doesn't sound good on a podcast. You're going to have to write your your comments down, and then when she's mm-hmm. done, you'll be like, okay, this is my rebuttal to this. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to be more organized than I've ever been. Like with almost a tree. If it yeah. goes this way, or if it gets into this part of the, co- I mean, because the way I've explained it, Vina and I start off here. We both agree on one thing. Workers right. need to be treated well, period. Correct. We need yep. to make good money. We need to be treated well. From there, we kind of split on how we see right. it happening. Well, I, again, people like that think these these companies are just they're just not going to do that shit like it just i don't want to get into it now but yeah, it just no. blows my mind that that people that pass those things you're like you you realize they're just going to pull out of the state you right. know what i mean or i mean maybe not but yeah it's all crazy okay well uh anyway i'll put all jason's show notes in the um in the show notes yeah <laughs> i'll put all jason's can, links in the show notes. yeah you can check us out every other wednesday at 9 p.m eastern we stream and then the audio podcast comes out at my on monday at 6 a.m it's the gig economy podcast uh me and jesper um we love it we uh we talk gig news kind of like steve but you know we have funny pictures and and <laughs> those kind of videos videos it kind of gets yeah. off the rails at times but we'd love for you to join us if you listen to steve podcast we would yeah, love for sure and all and i suggest to people to do it live i don't know i, love I, pref- I prefer i prefer the live because i actually get to engage with you guys and everybody does yeah it's it's really fun i try to grow that live part i mean again most of our audience is the audio only right but the live but- is so fun i love the people that come in all the time that are regular people and and you don't have to just listen on youtube anymore you guys are on discord yeah. what else YouTube, youtube discord twitch facebook and twitter so everything Pretty so you much. guys can yeah like not tomorrow wednesday 
but right. next week, Wednesday, and then every other Wednesday, you can watch it live before waiting for the podcast. And it's way more fun. I think. Yeah, it is. It is way more fun. Then I added it up <laughs> and take some stuff out sometimes. And I leave the F-bombs in. So just to let you know, there's F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, All right, Jason. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. So it looks like we ran a little over there, guys. And uh, I don't know. Sorry. Sometimes with Jason, I just get going. And uh, we were talking about some things that were interesting and they went a little longer. And that happens from time to time. So um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got one more Friday uh, bonus episode. And that will be this week on Friday. And then we move to the TNC Live radio show on Fridays. I want to give a big, 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 big shout out to our sponsor, Curry. Um, I've been trying different things, working with them in different ways. Um, You heard the story that I talked with Jason about during the podcast. I'm doing a ride along with a route driver um, this Friday. So I'm going to see the full route side, not just the trips. And uh, I'm going to keep reporting. I'm going to keep on hammering at it every week from different angles. So... Um, but I took it on the road this week and got to Durango, Colorado. Um, it's a seven hour drive from Denver and, uh, you know, saw a friend of mine, talked to him. He had a truck. Another friend of his was over who I kind of know, and we were all talking about it and he had a truck and they both wanted to get on. So they've, they're signing up. Um, got another buddy in Durango to sign up. So I got three people with trucks to sign up in Durango. And again, you don't need a truck. However, you're going to be a lot more prone to get a lot more rides if you have a truck or a sprinter van or whatever. So find my link uh, to sign up in the show notes and please use that um, and uh, get going with Curry. Especially if, uh, you know, get going now before it gets big in your market. So um, like my, our market, Denver, is is pretty busy. So, um, you know, you're not going to, I've said this before, you're probably not going to have a whole day of rides. If you're a rideshare driver, you're not going to have a whole day of rides delivering for curry but you might you know you'll get rides here and there and the amount of pay you get from curry for what you're doing time-wise and distance-wise is going to pay you know in an hour hour and a half it's going to pay what you make in three four hours sometimes working these platforms these other gig platforms so even if you only get one in a day or you know if you work five days a week um, as a gig worker, six to eight hour days, maybe you get like, you know, two or three in a big city. Maybe you get more in a little city. I don't know. Um, trying to get a lot of people signed up in a lot of places and get some feedback going. Um, and watch for the episode coming up with some curry drivers. Cause that's going to be coming up next month. Um, I'm working on the date. However, um, thank you curry for everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the pay is great, you guys. And uh, hopefully you heard the story in the beginning of the podcast that I told to Jason. Um, that said, uh, that's a wrap. That's a week. Or it's not a week. We'll see you again in three days. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, take care of each other. Spin some gr- good into this crazy old world. And uh, we'll see you back here in a few days on Rodeo. Peace.